He said that Jesus Christ has risen And He is the open door Well, Happy New Year, everybody! Welcome to the Cajun Conservative Show, the first one of 2023. I'm happy to be back with you, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a long two weeks, and of course, um, on this episode, I will let you know I am going to be covering a lot of stuff that happened during the Christmas week and beyond. Um, there is some things happening today as I record. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and probably touch on that on the next episode. But right from the jump, Happy New Year to all my listeners, to all my faithful supporters. I am honored and blessed that you are here with us today. Remember, we're on Apple, Google, and Spotify, and Rumble, and YouTube, and many other platforms. Just go check us out on the Cajun Conservative Show WordPress.com, or you can go find us on Facebook at the Cajun Conservative. Um, you also can find us on Twitter and also True Social. Also on TikTok, ladies and gentlemen, at the Cajun Conservative Show. Um, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, what a um, what a what a I, I'm excited. It, I've been. I've been out now for about two weeks, um, and that is strictly not doing no podcast. I was tempted to come back with a with couple of the stories that I have on the docket today, uh, but I was, you know, I wanted to spend time with my family. I'm glad I did. Uh, I had a great Christmas, had a great New Year's Eve. Uh, as a believer of Christ, I always think it's a good thing when someone gives their heart to the Lord. At our youth watch night rally, um, we had someone give their life to the Lord. That's a great way to start off the year uh, with three, you know, I think like 30 minutes into the new year where we're leading someone to Jesus Christ. As you notice, if you're watching on YouTube and Rumble, well, um, we have a new studio. It is a brand new studio. Um, not a br- same location, different area of the studio. Um, we went ahead and rearranged some things. Brothers just searching, got a facelift. The Cajun Conservative got a new spot, and it's uh, it's working out good right now. Um, we're just we're just excited for what God has in 2023 for us, and we are excited. We are blessed. I am glad to be back with you guys uh, for for the day. Like I said, a lot of these stories are going to be from the Christmas holiday. But there's just some things I, I want to get off my chest, and I want to. Um, I've been harping. I guess uh, I say harping on. I have been looking forward to talking about this and making you aware of a couple of things. I had something else on the docket. I pulled it off, and I put some other stuff. And basically, I want to talk about big government, big spending on this first segment. Um, as we go ahead on December 30th of the of last year of 2022. The president went ahead and signed a $1.7 trillion spending package into law and also 19, uh, 18, uh, correction, 18 senators that are Republicans voted for this in the Senate. Nine House Republicans voted for this in Congress. This massive spending bill, ladies and gentlemen, this is why I call this big government big spending is because... When you have a government like ours that was designed to be small, if you read the original founding fathers' intentions of our government, they wanted us to be a small government. They wanted government not to be involved with people's lives. This is why they they went ahead and 
went against the British. If you think about it, because the British were overreaching to the colonies. They were saying, listen, guys, we're going to charge taxes uh, on tea. We're going to go ahead and oppress y'all. And they're like, well, you're way across the, the water. How do you know what we need? So they designed our government to be small government. It was, supposed, it was a republic that the government did not get involved with private people. Yes, we have state governance. Yes, we have local co governments. We have we have all that. You have some sort of aspect of government involved with your life, but it wasn't supposed to control your life. And that was the original intention of our founding fathers. Our founding fathers did not want big government. They did not want big spending. But as we go along, now look, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm right now. I'm gonna talk about that 1.7 trillion dollar package. But I disagreed with uh, Trump when he did things like this. When Trump went ahead and put big uh, uh, big budgets and big spending, and the Republican Party went ahead. I was not on the air then, so you can't go back and listen to me. But I was against this. I don't like government spending a lot of money, especially our government when they're about to go ahead and shut down. They say, hey, we're just gonna go ahead and extend our debt, or we're gonna go ahead and just extend. The, uh, pass a bill that's going to cover, cover us until the next physical year. Ladies and gentlemen, anybody else that does this in America or anybody else that does this in the world, they would not survive. If a business would do this, if a business will run out of capital and say, well, we're just going to borrow and keep on borrowing, sooner or later, the bank's going to say, no, you cannot borrow. But our government has an unlimited supply of credit for some reason. Now, we know that with china and everything like that we know that there's some things behind the scenes but ladies and gentlemen our government just passed 1.7 trillion dollar spending bill now this is why i disagree and this is why a lot of conservatives i'm going to pull out some points but president biden signed this on vacation he was out of the he was out of the state now but um but ladies and gentlemen the senate passed this on december 22nd and the house had to go ahead the next day and vote on it. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe when the House got this bill and when the Senate got this bill, the bill page, the law, had 4,155 pages to it. Listen to this. The legislation, now this supposed to be Optimus bill, which says it's a one single, do, uh, single document. Uh, this is according to Wikipedia. But you can add things to it. Ladies and gentlemen, 4,155 pages. And they only had a few days to deny it or approve it. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't care how many staffers you have. You're not going to read 4,155 pages in two days. And if, if my memory serves me correct, I think it was presented to the House on the 18th. They hurried and passed it, got it to the Senate on the 22nd. The Senate passed it 68-29, and then it went back to the House where it passed 225 to 201 the next day. And they went ahead and they sent it to the president's desk. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I, I understand that you're, you're go the government is about to shut down. But ladies and gentlemen, especially Mitch McConnell, why did Mitch, Mitch McConnell voted for this? Mitch McConnell went ahead and endorsed this bill. Now, there were some conservatives asking him, please don't do this. Please don't put our country in a mess. Do, do little certain spendings till we get the next Congress. That's how you normally do it as a minority leader. Especially, yeah, he, he didn't gain power in the Senate, but he's going to gain power in the House. But they... And that's all kind of raucous right now. We're going to talk about that on the next episode. But ladies and gentlemen, the, the, the 118th Congress should be Republican.
They should have the Ways and Means Committee has to go through them. Every budget plan has to go through the Republican Party starting in January of this year. But what does Mitch McConnell do? He makes a deal with the Democrat Party. He makes a deal with the Democrat Party to help them pass their legislation on stuff. This should have never been passed, ladies and gentlemen. But the Republican Party, and this is where I'm going to come to the point, and if you know me good, I'm going to go ahead and hold the Republican Party accountable. The Republican Party, ever since the midterm election has been done, have been siding with their Democrat Party. They have been doing things behind closed doors to pass bills, and the Republican Party is at fault to blame. I can't blame the Democrat Party no more by themselves. I can't. Yo, look, I, I bet you if Rush Limbaugh was alive, Rush Limbaugh could not go ahead and say, hey, it's all the Democrats' fault. Because it isn't. The Republican Party is at fault as well. They are allowing things to happen. And the Democrat Party is getting their way. And look, it's the same thing in Louisiana, ladies and gentlemen. I've never, ever seen a Democrat governor have this much power in a Republican state. Normally, Democrat governors are lame duck. They, if they have a Republican House and legislation, Louisiana ain't like that. John B. Edwards can do everything he wants. Because the Republican Party of Louisiana goes ahead and sides with the establishment and they give the Democrat what they give the Democrat governor what he wants. And that's what we're, I hate to see it. That's what we're seeing in our nation right now. The Democrat party, they, 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 they cannot have the house. They might not have the Senate. They might not even have the presidency, but it's always funny how they always get what they want. Why? Because there's rhino Republicans in the back that are being part of this big government to send this off. Now the bill uh, adds up to 504, uh, some of the things that well, the bill pays for. The bill accumulates $858 billion to military spending, five, $45 billion more than Biden requested. It has another seven, $772.5 billion in non-defense uh, spending. Ladies and gentlemen, this, now I understand why the Republican Party sided with this. Because they would go ahead and say, well, it's for our military. It's for our protection. And I agree to an extent. But you know what's the bad thing about this legislation? This And this is the first thing that's popping up on the article from the Daily Wire. This is something good. You, you want to spend on military uh, spending. But to get this passed and other things that the Republican want to pass, they had to vote for things that would hurt our nation. Like what, Isaac? Well, let's go ahead to the next thing. $1.7 trillion bill is loaded with earmarks, carve-outs, and favors for a number of lawmakers. So the reason for the, the reason for some lawmakers wanting this bill to, uh, bill to pass was for selfish reasons, not to help the American people. Think about this, ladies. Oh, this, this bill is going to keep the government open that you can go ahead and function your normal life. Ladies and gentlemen, when the government shut down with Donald Trump, did anybody besides the people that worked in the government suffered? No, I, to be honest with you, look, the week, of the, the, week uh, the day after Christmas to New Year's Eve, Congress was not in session. The Senate was not in session. You did not hear nothing from uh, Joe Biden. And guess what? Did American crumble? No, the government was all because look, the government not trying to help people. Uh, I think it's Ronald Reagan that said it the best. He said the the the, the four words that you you would hate to hear a politician: the government is here to help you, or five five words. 
So what they did was they did this for selfish reasons. This is why they passed the 4,155-page 4, bill that didn't have to read because some of these politicians, I bet you lot, 9 out of 10, a lot of them Republicans, got what they wanted in this bill. Heck on everybody else. Heck that this bill is going to put us in super debt. Heck that it's not going to help the American people. It's going to help us and fill our pockets. This is why this one of this is one of the reasons why this bill was passed. Let's go on to the next. The bill provisions uh, the bill contains provisions such as 410 million in funding for border security for the country of Jordan, Libyan, Egypt, Tush, uh, Tashana, and Oman. Ladies and gentlemen, when I read this, and look, I wrote this on my note. So you're telling me we're going to help, we're going to pass a bill in America that, that's supposed to help Americans. Now, I didn't even write on this how 45 billion of these dollars are still going to Ukraine. That's in a whole story itself. I forgot to put that in my notes. But listen to this. $410 million are going to countries overseas. And you notice Israel is not one of these countries, one of our allies. But they want to go ahead and send $410 million to four other countries in the Middle East to protect their border. And we cannot, we cannot build a wall in the United States. We can't even bring it up that we need people. We need to protect our southern border because there's almost 3,000 people coming across it every year now since since uh, backwards Biden has been in office. Now, people might wonder why I call him backwards Biden. This is a prime example. Sending $410 million to the Middle East, to four countries that are listed on my notes, and we can't go ahead and secure our own border. How backwards is that, America? How backwards is that? That you have a president, you have a Congress, and you have a Senate that rather pay to protect other people's borders but will not protect our own. And why? And people might wonder why I get mad at the Republican Party. Remember, there was 18 Republican senators that voted for this. There was nine House Republicans that voted for this. Republicans are screwing us in the rear end. I, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't just blame the left. I have to blame the right when they do something stupid, and this was stupid. Half of our senators are rhinos. Because if you notice, any bill that gets passed by the left, there's about 18 to 20 senators that get involved with them and everything passes. There's about only maybe uh, 22 to 20 conservative senators in our Senate. And uh, those 18 to 20 that are rhinos need to get out. Oh... That, that, just, that just blows my mind, ladies and gentlemen. But remember, big government, big spending. We don't care. We're going to spend the money however way we want it. Also, the bill contains $1.2 million for LGBTQIA plus pride centers. For, for, uh, for, uh, $477,000 for equality institutions on, in Rhode Island. To indoctrinate teachers with anti-racism uh, virtual labs and three million for American LGBTQ plus museums, according to the Heritage Foundation. Ladies and gentlemen, so I got two points on this. When did the government start supporting a lifestyle or a belief? Okay, look, I'm heterosexual. Look, I like. Look, I'm married. I have three children. I believe that marriage between a man and a woman. I want to go ahead and start a marriage pride center 
our marriage center. Let's celebrate marriage between a man and a woman, and I want the government to fund it. You know what they're going to tell me? <laughs> no. Oh, 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 I want to, I want to uh, stop, uh, I, I want to, I want a, uh, I want Christian equality institution where we, t where, you know, Christians are equal to everybody else and I want the government to fund it. Nope. Oh, I want a Christian museum. Hey, let's even better yet. They're there. Let's support Ken Ham and the Ark Encounter. Let the government give them some money. Nope. You know why? What they're going to go ahead and say, oh, Separation of church and state. See, if a Christian acts for money from the, uh, from the government, they won't get it. Separation of church and state. You can't have that. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, when did the government start supporting a lifestyle and a belief? Because, ladies and gentlemen, I've learned, if the belief goes against Christianity and go against Christ, the government's for it. Why? Because we have anti-God, atheists, no good scumbags in Washington, D.C. I hate to call them that. I pray for them. But they're God haters. And this is why this legislation is passing. <laughs> President Biden is a Catholic. Huh? Catholic my foot. I, I think I'm more Catholic than him, and I'm not even Catholic. I'm not denominational. Ladies and gentlemen, this has gone too far. But this is what it is. Big government, big spending. This is why this bill is getting passed to $1.7 trillion being passed in this bill. Because we have big government now. Every, all these politicians, and this is my last closing point. All these politicians saying, we want to get back to what the founding fathers wanted us to do. Good. Cut down government. Cut down spending. Let local governments take care of it. But they won't do that because, ladies and gentlemen, half these people, the ones that passed this $1.7 trillion uh, bill, went ahead and they believe that government is your friend and government should be in control, unfortunately. With that being said, we'll be right back after this short break. How you doing, everyone? Isaac here. I'm the Cajun Conservative. And I want to thank Brother Lanny Hayes from Hayes' Dump Truck Service for their generous support of the Cajun Conservative and Brothers Just Searching. Hayes' Dump Truck Service serves the Lafayette and surrounding areas. If you have any job that you need done, like cleanup or hauling material to your job site or your home, we haul limestone, we haul sand, we haul topsoil, any type of material you need. If you're in the Lafayette and surrounding areas, please call Brother Lanny Hayes at 337-852-8043. Remember, Hayes' Dump Truck Service, where Jesus is Lord of the company. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Cajun Conservative Show. Ha. Ah. I told you, I told y'all, I told y'all, uh, this has been bubbling inside for two weeks. Uh, I'm glad I only take off two weeks out of the year. Maybe, maybe, maybe next year. And I, I've already said this. I, like I said, half of all the stories I'm right, all, all the stories I wrote and all the stories I got prepped for this is all from the week before Christmas or the week of Christmas. And I'm like, that's about right. And look, the government does this, ladies and gentlemen. Big government. Big government says we're going to wait until nobody's paying attention. 
nobody. And then we're going to go ahead and start implementing some things that we want to do. And of course, they wait until after the midterms to do all this. Ladies and gentlemen, the government is very deceitful. And, and big government does this. When the government wants to take over or control your life, they wait to the very last minute to tell you something or tell you something when you're not expecting it or tells you a lie. Remember, Barack Obama, hey, you better keep your insurance, better have all the insurance you want. <laughs> and look what that led us. People lost insurance. People lost good insurance. But the government does this. And look, I, I'm sorry to say I cannot just say it is Democrats. At one time, I probably could stand behind his mic and say, yep, it's the Democrats' fault. The Democrats are doing this to you. But I can't no more. I can't. I cannot come behind his microphone and in good conscience tell you that it's just the Democrats' fault. And what I'm seeing here is that the Republican Party is helping the Democrat Party get their agenda passed. Oh, no, we're not. We're anti-Democrat. No, you're not. You're a rhino. The only reason a lot of these people are Republicans is because that, that's the only way they can get elected. And it is sad. It is sad that I have to say this. Let's go ahead and move on. This article um, came from PBS. Uh, for all you people that say, oh, he's a Fox head. He's a Fox News talking head. No, I'm not. I'm reading from other articles. So after the bill was passed, um, the, the spending bill, from PBS, it says Congress approved new election certification rules in response to January 6th. Uh, and this article was written on December 23rd. Remember the, um, the bill in the Senate passed on the 22nd of December of 2022. Congress on Friday, which says on the, the, on the 22nd, uh, pa uh, gave final passage to legislation changing the arc, arc, uh, the arcan law that governs the certification of the president contests the strongest effect yet to avoid a repeat of Donald Trump's violent inflaming push to reverse his loss in 2020. The House passed a overhaul of the Electoral Count Act as part of his massive end of the year spending bill. After the Senate approved identical wording Thursday, this legislation now goes to President Biden for his signature, which he has done on the 30th of December. Now, ladies and gentlemen, reading this, I have a question. Why were there election laws in the new spending bill? Now, I want to quote President Biden on this. Biden hauled this provision inclusion into the spending bill in a statement Friday, calling it a critical bipartisan action that will help ensure that the will of the people is preserved. Um, <laughs> him saying that got a bill passed in a spending bill that shouldn't have passed. Well, shouldn't have been in the spending bill because th this is my whole question. What the hell an election law is put in a spending bill when it has nothing to do with spending? Think about this, okay? There was an election provision put in a spending bill where there was no spending involved in it. This should have been dead on arrival. And Republicans, remember I just said they wanted certain things in this bill, military, and they wanted uh, things that, that helped them out. So they went ahead and voted probably for something good, but got 20 things that were bad. Now, there's a lot of pork in this bill, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of pork in the last spending bill, the $1.7 trillion bill. 
But ladies and gentlemen, normally on spending bills, you only need a simple majority in the Senate. You only need a simple majority in the House. And that's it. The bill gets passed because it's something we're spending. And if you go look at the history, uh, I think it's uh, the 1900s where they, they changed the rules and regulations on it. I understand that. But ladies and gentlemen, why put an election bill in a spending bill when it does not have nothing to do with spending? And why didn't the Republican Party say, hey, let's put that up for by itself on a vote and get that out? No, they all voted for it. Republicans voted for this. Now, we, now you can have the argument about January 6th that they, they don't want that to happen again. And look, in 2024, it's going to be a lot differently. Uh, previously, you could go ahead and just one senator, one congressman, and then you go up to, to, to contest the electoral votes that were coming in. Now, I think you need one-fifth of the Senate and one-fifth of the Congress to object just a set of electors. Now, we don't know if that's one or you the one that posed. We don't know. I, I didn't go dig deep into that. And also, what, yeah, also it talks about how the, the, the president, the vice president, um, is a more ceremonial law. We're going to talk about that in point number three. But my first point, why is this in this bill? You know why it goes into the second part? Because this was the only way it would pass. What, what am I talking about? If you would put this up by, by itself, up in the Senate and the Congress, you would notice that they would not reach 60 votes. It wouldn't, ladies and gentlemen. Look, just, just blame, you know, because American citizens would say, well, wait a minute. Why do you want to change election laws? Or why do you want to change election outcomes? Why do you want to change this? Why do you want to change that? And it would raise red flags to where conservatives like myself and you know, libertarians and, and Republicans, they would have called their congressman. They would have called their senator and say, please don't vote for this. This isn't right. Don't vote for that. And it would have been a big issue. And also, like I said, you probably, you just would have faced the filibuster. But because it's, it was put in this spending bill where you only need simple majority, if I'm believing correctly. Um, no, you don't need to. Hey, it's, it's, we don't need 60 votes. Now, like I said, the overall package passed with 18 Republicans supporting this. But ladies and gentlemen. It wouldn't have got bad. And look, I just talked about big government, big spending. Big, and I just explained to this whole, in this first segment, big government does this stuff. Big government wants something passed, so they go around the will of the people and put something in to oppress you. That's big government. Big government? Big, any big government. Go to any communistic, socialistic country where the government is in control. And you're going to see that they put things to oppose their will on the people. Ladies and gentlemen, America did not want this. America did not want these election laws passed. But you know who wanted it? Um, uh, the elected officials, the big dogs. They wanted this bill passed. So they, they looped hole. They found a loophole that they can go ahead and push their will on you and ladies and gentlemen I, i'm sorry i have to say this the republican party was part of it now it could be because of no some um uh never trumpers uh they 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 they're, they're they're possibly using this to contest Donald trump if he would win in 2024 i, I really don't know but ladies and gentlemen <laughs> The government found a loophole to oppose their will 
on you. But didn't Biden said this is to preserve the will of the people? No, no. I believe that more than the man in the moon. Also, as I said earlier, the vice president is more of a ceremonial rule now. According to the new rule, um, the vice president can't send, not, can't send back electors. Uh, he's there only to hold the peace. And he, he's more of a ceremonial rule, role now. Um, ladies and gentlemen, now, now this was a big, uh, big talking point back in 2020, uh, 2021. And look, I started in 2020 right after the election. I remember all this. I covered that there. there I think it was Andrew Jackson. That was the vice president. He needed certain votes. He pulled, he, he, he contested Georgia and he got the Georgia votes pointed to him. So he became president and he did that all on his own. And he was the vice president of the United States, but he was the president of the Senate and he had certain powers. And it has always been a question. How much power does the vice president? president have in that role as the president of the Senate. Donald Trump made argument that he could stop electors or send electors back to the states so the states can go ahead and figure out what was going on, how would it work, whatever like that. And Mike Pence said no. Mike Pence said, well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm just, I'm going to be a ceremonial rule. And that's what a lot of people believe led to January 6th and the riot on the Capitol. But Donald Trump making these arguments and the left been trying to say no we need because they did this in HR5 where the president the vice president was a ceremonial rule it didn't happen and now we they, they snuck it in they fought they, they got what they wanted they snuck it in with Republican help that now the vice president is more of a ceremonial rule. now submitted in law I can honestly say the pro vice president can't do nothing no more it's up to the electors or it's up to the senators and the congressmen but it raised a question. Donald Trump raised a question on True Social. Why change this rule if it was always ceremonial role? If the vice president of the United States, as the Senate president, it was only a uh, it was only a role, a ceremonial role that the that the Congress and the House and the representatives all did. Why 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 did he change this rule? Because, ladies and gentlemen, I hate to say it, and this is, might be the conspiracy side of me. Uh, it maybe wasn't a ceremonial rule role. And I'm not saying it was, I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm just saying the Democrats hurried up to try to change this rule. Now, now this is the problem with this rule for the Democrats. If you think about it, if it wasn't ceremonial and the Democrats want to, uh, cause you know, want to deny an election like they did in 2000, like they did in 2004, like they did in 2016. Um, they, 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 they won't better tell the vice president, Hey, do this, do that, do this, do that. And that's, that's a lot of things with this ladies and gentlemen, this is, this is what's bothered me. This whole thing about this bill, the big government, our, our government, big government went ahead and found a loophole to put all these provisions in now. And look, I'm going to quote president Biden again, because he says, um, uh, critical bipartisan action that will help ensure the will of the people is preserved. Remember what I just told you, quote Ronald Reagan, you run when you hear the government comment says, I want to help you because the government don't help you ladies. And we, look, I, I think I've proven this. Why was this not on its own docket. Why was this, why wasn't this in its own section to go ahead and vote on its own? Because it wouldn't have got passed no other way. So they put it in a spending bill where you only needed a simple majority 
and they opposed their will on it. Because like I said, no American wanted this. No American wanted this bill passed. But because big government wanted it, ladies and gentlemen, oh, we're going to do it. We're going to do it because it's going to preserve. See, you dumb, ignorant Americans. Y'all don't know what's good for y'all. Us, the government, we know what's good for y'all. We got to do it by hook or crook. But we know what's good for y'all. With that being said, we'll be right back after this short break. Cheers and good on you, boys and girls. My name is Scott Ford, and I have a show on Rumble. It's the Scott Ford Show, all in one word, the Scott Ford Show, and it's on Rumble. And I also have a motivational success show on YouTube. So go ahead and subscribe and ring that bell. That would mean a lot to me. Enjoy your life. Thank you, Isaac. God bless. You're my peace of mind When this old world seems to get me down All right, everybody. Welcome back to the third and final segment of today's show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm glad to be back. Uh, I, I I know I got I, it's, it's, man. I, I I guess I guess I'm gonna have to get some co-host or uh, you know not take as long as the next the next time take a, as long of a break. But I needed it. Who I'm I'm wired. I'm ready to go. Uh, so let, let's talk about this next topic. Um, basically, is Trump going to jail? That's what I I, I thought about the name of this topic as um. I think it's a very, it's a good question to ask. Why would I ask? Is Trump going to jail? Because Trump, Trump was referred to the DOJ for criminal prosecution by the January 6th committee. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the week before Christmas. Now you got to look at what the Democrat party was doing. They, you know, especially the January 6th committee, if everything goes according to plan, according to the Republican party, the January 6th committee is gone. So they had to hurry up and wrap this thing up. They've been lollygagging it and longing it as long as they could uh, because they still they want they want Trump in the media as a bad man. And this is the whole purpose of the January 6th committee. Every time they come out and say we got brand new evidence that we're going to is going to indict Trump and that we're going to put Trump behind bars. I'm going to make Trump. I'm going to show you that Trump. Yes. That evil old orange man caused January 6th. Every time they said this, it came out to be a bomb. It was the same old stuff just reiterated or they had talked. They talked to one more person and they added it to the edited edition of the January 6th committee. So if, if you look at this, the January 6th committee was from the jump, in my opinion, was to bash Trump. There was no, there was no, uh, there was no looking for the truth. There was no looking for anything that would prove that Donald Trump did or did not. Now, if this was a truly bipartisan committee, I probably would have held it to a high standard. But when Nancy Pelosi kicked off Jim Jordan and Jim Banks, um, I was like, Nope, this is, and, and well, it, it even cemented it. Let's just say when she did that to Jim Jordan, she built the frames and when she, the, the concrete that went into the frame was um, her getting uh, Adam Kinsinger and Liz Cheney on there. And I, you looked at it, all nine of these committee members 
uh, impeach Donald Trump. So, you know, was this a true bipartisan great? I'll, no, everybody on this committee was out to get Donald Trump, including Liz Cheney and Adam Kinslinger. Why? Because ha, Donald Trump called him out. But um, so they went ahead and they, they referred the DOJ to prosecute Donald Trump. Uh, all this, this January 6th committee, no surprise, all voted to go ahead and refer these charges to Donald Trump. Um, like I just said, they all impeached him. So it wasn't a surprise. You had nine members of this committee for months on end trying to prove that Donald Trump was the cause of January 6th. And they all voted unanimously to refer these charges to him. Well, like I said, it was no surprise. I I watched it. I, you know, just so happened, um, I forgot what was going on that day at work. I had some time. I put it on. Uh, I must have got off early or something. It was something of that nature. Uh, and of course, the week before Christmas, you know, it wasn't that much going on. But anyway, I got off early and I watched it. I sat down and I watched it and I heard all these Congress people that people that Nancy Pelosi put into place for this committee to find out what happened on January 6th. Uh, they've, they've, they've got some key moments. I'm not going to mention all the key moments, but like one, uh, Donald Trump saying, hey, the peacefully and patriotically march to the Capitol and make your voices heard. That was not in the video. Uh, him saying fight like hell, though, that was in the video and all kind of other things that were in the video. Uh, but they failed to mention that and a lot of number other a number of other things that could have been uh, addressed in that um, in that in that committee. But that didn't happen. And they voted unanimously to to uh, refer charges uh, to, to the DOJ. Now, to ask the question, since that has happened, is Donald Trump going to jail? Because this committee said Donald Trump did it. Donald Trump went ahead and caused the insurrection on January 6th. He's the one that told his followers to come to Washington. His followers came and we have 18 minutes of nothing of Donald Trump and Donald Trump didn't say nothing. And if you have all these text messages and emails, we have proven that Donald Trump should go to jail. And or he shouldn't at least at least the minimum not run for president of the United States because they quoted um I think it's the 14th amendment and a few other articles. There was four reference of prosecution to Donald Trump, by the way. I'm surprised it wasn't more. Uh, but they, they went ahead and did that. They went ahead and referenced four counts. And one of them was the 14th Amendment, what happened after the Civil War, where if you came against the government, you can't run again. But anyway, it, it goes to the point of this, though. Um, like I said, the, the whole question is, will Donald Trump go to jail? And at the at the moment, as we're sitting here, um, no, he will not go to jail. He's not going to jail right now, at least, uh, because at uh, because at the moment, this is only referrals. And if you look at because, like I said, January 6th says that Donald Trump did all this stuff I just mentioned a few minutes ago, well, a few seconds ago. And that, that proved he's guilty. America, you, the, the DOJ should pick this up. But this is only a referral. This isn't a prosecution. And, and see, a lot of people don't realize this, too. This referral means that the DOJ is going to open up an investigation. And if the, uh, the DOJ it opens up the investigation, 
um, they will go ahead and have to find out, hey, yeah, he really did this, and we have to go to trial, which Donald Trump will finally have some representation that says, hey, this wasn't what it was. Now, this is the key word, though, referral. Uh, most of the time, and I heard that this is sources from Fox News and even some liberal outlets that says that most of the time the DOJ does not pick up referrals, criminal referrals to from Congress. Um, because it, it, it's just, it's like a conflict of interest. You think about it. The FBI is like, Hey, you're telling us how to do our job. And look, look, there's a lot of things, especially with the Twitter files that just came out that the FBI has some corruption inside of it and it should be clean. Don't get me wrong. I think that the FBI should be clean. It should be, uh, taken care of. It, you should have something that happens, uh, on that scale to get law and order back in the FBI and no, no corruption, but um, it's basically saying like, or a DOJ, a department of justice correction, um, saying, well, look, you're trying to tell us how to do our job. Now it does not, uh, pass me because the current attorney general, his name slips me. I see his face, but I, I can't think of his name at the moment. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me though, that he would pick this up because he is a anti-Trump anti-God. And I, I know anti-God might not have nothing to do with it, but he is corrupt. Marin Garland, that's his name, Marin Garland. Marin Garland uh, is a leftist. Marin Garland does not like Donald Trump. He uh, believes anything that comes out of Biden's mouth. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me that the attorney general say, hey, let's look at a former president, which would put up a new standard, ladies and gentlemen, if you think about it, okay? Um, Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky wouldn't even touch, it wouldn't be the tip of the iceberg of this. Um, that was only impeachment, but they want to, they want to, uh, they want to prosecute a former U.S. president under the person he lost against. And ladies and gentlemen, throughout this whole thing, it is bipartisan, uh, a bipartisan um, outlook on this. And that's, that's basically what I could, that's really what I could just tell you this. Cause all like, let me go back to the nine people that sat on this committee and look, it even brought out new whole new evidence come out that Donald Trump, they're still trying to pile on new evidence before this committee's wiped out. But all nine of these committee members voted to impeach Donald Trump. All these nine people, the seven Democrats and the two Republicans all had issues with Donald Trump. And they're going into this with a clear justice eye. Same thing with Marin Garland. Marin Garland does not like Trump. Marin Garland, hey, look, hey, Marin Garland has his own beef with the Republican Party back when uh, 2010, I believe it was, when he tried to go to the Supreme Court. It wouldn't surprise me Marin Garland would pick this up. Now, Marin Garland answers to the President of the United States. That's why this will look fishy and politically motivated. But <clears throat> back to what I'm saying right here, will the DOJ pick this up? I don't think so. I really don't think so. Why? Because um, this is this is just to use for political dirt on Donald Trump. Think about it. Okay, it's happening all right now. Donald Trump has announced his 2024 candidacy, and now they want to put these referrals in. They want to go ahead and call him uh, an insurrectionist. They want to call him a, a backstabber. They, they want to call him whatever. They. You know, if it was if it was beneficial to call him late for supper for the Democrat Party and some Republicans, they would do it. And that's what this this whole January 6th, this is why I had no faith. That's why I had no faith in the January 6th committee, because they are just building political attacks on Donald Trump.
Because, ladies and gentlemen, even if the DOJ does not pick this up and this lingers, it's beneficial. January 6th committee goes ahead and prosecutes Donald Trump, the man that wants to be president of the United States. That don't really sound too nice. And I think this is why this, this whole January 6th committee was a political partisanistic committee to stop Donald Trump from running in 2024. Ladies and gentlemen, and look, don't get me wrong. The, the Democrat, like I said, I, I referred to this through a little while. Um, the, the, the January 6th committee is running out of time. The Democrats are running out of time. At the time we're, we're recording this, the, and like I said, we're going to talk about it probably on the next episode. Because I have my thoughts on the speakership, but the, they're, they're trying to vote uh, the speaker in the House right now, which republicans i'm giving you i'm giving you a preview of the next episode are ruining it let's just say that they're ruining it again you put two you put uh republicans in the house in a house with uh two breads and a ham and say make a ham sandwich they will do every other way than the correct way i'm just i'm just being blunt that just but anyway i'm chasing rabbits sorry um but this you know the democrats are about to lose power assumingly and they won't have they won't have the power to collect Dirt. That's that's one reason why I also believe they brought it to the DOJ. If since they put it to referral, the DOJ can go ahead and keep on collecting evidence of an insurrection while this committee sleeps, and they just pass they just pass the torch on to Merrick Garland and the DOJ. Um, but this is all about political dirt, ladies and gentlemen. This, this is all it's about. This is why also that this week that the Democrats released President Donald Trump's tax returns, ladies and gentlemen. This man was always audited by the uh, by the IRS. He was never accused of tax invasion, tax fraud, or anything. He used government assistance to help him not pay taxes. And, and that's what the point people want. And like I said, it's all about political dirt. They want American people to think that Donald Trump did not pay his taxes, which makes him a bad American. And because of, because so he wants to go ahead and be president of the United States, that's going to make him a bad president. When in reality, three of the four years that Donald Trump was in office, he did a great job at it. But this is why they released his tax return. This is why all this is happening right now. Look, the Democrats, the Democrats weren't about to release this. If the um, if they lose, if they when when they get out of power in January, well, this January. Um, but Trump did nothing wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Trump did nothing wrong with his tax paperwork. Trump, they, they, this is only from twenty sixteen to twenty twenty one. Uh, most of those years he was president of the United States and he gave his check away. Um, this is all this is all political, ladies and gentlemen. This is this is what it's all about. And look, like I said, do I think Donald Trump's going to jail? No. I think this is more this is more fuel on the fire than 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 anything. This this is this is for them to attack Donald Trump coming up in 2024. And I don't think he's gonna go to jail. They, on, on the on, on the committee, on his taxes. They they basically said it. Look, Donald Trump did not do nothing wrong. They've been harping on Donald Trump to release his taxes since he started running in 2015. Think about this. In 2015, they were saying, will you release your tax documents? Will you go ahead and release your, to show the American people how you pay taxes in America? And Donald Trump's like, I'm going to audit. And Donald Trump fought to release his taxes, which this is another point, And I do have this on here. Why is a pri why is the government forcing private citizens to release sensitive documents? Now it been, it was redacted. They had some the, you know social security number and other things. It was redacted that you couldn't see stuff that Donald Trump. I, I saw the document. It's on Fox News. Um, but why is the government forcing 
a private citizen like Donald Trump, because Donald Trump isn't the president no more. Donald Trump is a private citizen of the United States. Why are they forcing a, a, a former president at that, but also a private citizen of the United States to show his taxes? Uh, one reason and one reason only because he is running in 2024 and ladies and gentlemen let's go back to the whole theme of this show big government big government big spending uh, that was, that's that's the title of this episode but it, it really could sit around big government controlling because big the big governments right now the the Republican party is involved with it the Democrat party is involved with it uh, they don't like Donald Trump they don't want Donald Trump to run in 2024. They want Donald Trump buried solo. They don't want to remember. Listen, I bet you if you write in, uh, if you see history books, Republicans and Democrats will encourage. Don't even write about 2016 to 2020. Those were bad years. Those were the dark years of America. Good big government don't want somebody that's going to oppress them. And ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, we're in a big government state. The government is getting bigger. It is trying to force Donald Trump out of running. Look, ladies and gentlemen, I disagree with Donald Trump a couple of weeks ago, and rightfully so. But what is this man? What is the threat this man has to the establishment? Uh, draining out the swamp. And unfortunately, they don't want that. With that being said, I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Cajun Conservative Show, episode 145, the first episode of 2023. Thank you again to all my faithful listeners and uh, supporters of this show. Please remember to like, subscribe, and to tell a friend about this podcast. But remember, and foremost, that don't, you know, don't, don't have faith in this world. You know, be of good cheer because Jesus has overcome the world. And if you want to know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, that is a great thing. You should reach out to me and tell me so I can reach back, get back with you and tell you how to make Jesus your Savior and make heaven your eternal home. So until next time, be blessed, be encouraged. Remember, Jesus Christ is on the throne and he's coming back and he's coming back soon. So until next time, be blessed, be encouraged. Bye-bye. And he is the open door.